to the Bible in the News. This is Jonathan Bowen joining you. The Middle East remains the center of world attention as war rages on in Syria and Turkey continues its descent into anarchy. The war in Syria took some interesting turns this week, moving the focus to the Golan Heights. Syrian rebels seized the Syrian-controlled section of the Kunitra border crossing between Syria and Israel. The Syrian government later took back the position. However, during the incident, a Filipino peacekeeper was wounded when an artillery or mortar shell landed at Camp Zioani, a logistics base for the UN Disengagement Observer Force. This prompted the Australian government to pull its United Nations peacekeeping force from the Golan Heights. The Austrian Chancellor, Werner Feynman, and his deputy, Michael Spindelegger, said in a joint statement, Freedom of movement in the area de facto no longer exists. The uncontrolled and immediate danger to Austrian soldiers has risen to an unacceptable level. This morning's developments show that a further delay in pulling out soldiers is no longer justifiable. End quote. The Austrian troops account for about 380 of the thousand-strong UN force monitoring the 1973 post-Yom Kippur war Israeli-Syria ceasefire line in the Golan Heights. The UN Disengagement Observer Force, UNDOF, has been monitoring the ceasefire since 1974, the only crossing along the Israel-Syria ceasefire line on the Golan Heights in Conitria. Canada, Japan and Croatia already pulled their peacekeeping forces out. With the Austrians, who form such a large contingent of the UN peacekeepers pulling out too, and the Philippines also reportedly reconsidering their commitment, the UN mission in the Golan area is becoming very thin. The UN has put out an appeal for more peacekeepers to be sent. Aratsheva reported Russian President Vladimir Putin proposed on Friday that his country's peacekeepers replace departing Austrian troops which monitor the, monitor the Israeli-Syrian ceasefire line in the Golan Heights. Russian news agencies quoted Putin as saying, Considering the difficult situation that is developing today in the Golan Heights, we could replace the departing Austrian contingent in this region separating Israeli forces from the Syrian army. End quote. Very funny. Arat Sheva reported that Russia has indicated it plans to provide Assad with advanced S-300 missiles, despite a request by Israel not to do so. Not exactly peacekeeping strategy. Arat Sheva reported the United Nations turned down Russia's offer. We read, the United Nations said on Friday that Russia cannot send troops to the Golan Heights peacekeeping force after President Vladimir Putin said he was ready to bolster the force, AFP reported. However, UN spokesman Martin Nasirki said later on Friday that Russia was banned from taking part in the force because it is one of the five permanent members of the UN Security Council. We appreciate the consideration that Russia has given to provide troops on the Golan. However, the disengagement agreement and its protocol between Syria and Israel does not allow for participation of permanent members of the Security Council in UNDOF, Nazirki reported or told reporters according to AFP. End quote. Well, this is very interesting, as it shows Russia's interest in being involved politically and militarily in the region. It is Russia's destiny eventually to become embroiled in the region, as we read in Ezekiel 38, verse 8, After many days thou shalt be visited, 
In the latter years thou shalt come into the land that is brought back from the sword, and is gathered out of many people, against the mountains of Israel, which have always been waste, but it is brought forth out of the nations, and they shall dwell safely, all of them. Russia's efforts to get its troops into the area will be achieved successfully later on. When we read, Thus saith the Lord God, It shall also come to pass, that at the same time shall things come into thy mind, and thou shalt think an evil thought, and thou shalt say, I will go up to the land of unwalled villages. Ezekiel 38, verses 10 to 11. The world is ignorant of Russia's true plans, but the Bible outlines them for us. They are a belligerent to Israel, supplying arms to its neighbors and funding, by supplying arms and training, at least two major wars and probably most of the skirmishes Israel has had with its neighbors, either directly or indirectly through supplying weapons to its client states like Iran and Syria. Well, before the evil intention is carried out, the conditions described must be in place. We read in Ezekiel chapter 38 verse 11, Thou shalt say, I will go up to the land of unwalled villages. I will go to them that are at rest and that dwell safely, all of them dwelling without walls and having neither bars nor gates, to take a spoil, to take a prey, to turn thine hand upon the desolate places that are now inhabited, and upon a people that are gathered out of the nations, which have gotten cattle and goods and that dwell in the midst of the land. Verses 11 and 12. The conditions must be met. The land has to be one of unwalled villages. Not just partly, but all of them must dwell without walls and having neither bars nor gates. Today, Israel is almost completely walled off from its neighbors. The Washington Post reported on June 6th, as the threat of spillover mounts, Israel is replacing an old, broken-down fence so low that a goat could hop over it, with an intimidating steel barricade. The fortification features concertina and razor wire, touch sensors, motion detectors, infrared cameras, and ground radar. When the 45-mile fence is finished in the coming months, Israel will have taken a big step in surrounding itself with barriers. Rather than tearing down old walls, Israel is building and bolstering its ring of ground fortifications. The Israelis build the world's most sophisticated fences, drawing international delegations that want to see the latest in barrier technology. The map depicted shows the extent of the security force fence that will soon surround the whole of Israel. A significant change has to take place in the political landscape of Israel between the Arabs and the Jews that will lead to the dismantling of the walls. It remains to be seen how the words of the prophet will come to pass. The other attribute noted from Ezekiel 38 is the people are described as being at rest and dwelling safely. The Hebrew word for safely is batach, Strong's 938, and is translated by Strong's as securely. Gesenius's lexicon uh, translates it without danger and fear, safely, with a confident mind, or confidently. What was of great interest this week was U.S. Secretary of State John F. Kerry's complaint reported by Daniel Pipes, President of the Middle Eastern Forum. He writes, U.S. Secretary of State John F. Kerry recently complained that Israelis are too content to end their conflict with the Palestinians. He says, people in Israel aren't waking up every day and wondering if tomorrow there will be peace because there's a sense of security and a sense of accomplishment and of prosperity. 
While Mr. Kerry misunderstands Israel, Palestinian rejectionism, not prosperity, caused them to give up on diplomacy, he is right that Israelis have a sense of security and of prosperity. They are generally a happy lot. End quote. So according to the U.S. Secretary of State, Israel has a sense of security and prosperity. Well, this is exactly what the Bible predicts. In his article, Daniel Pipes goes on to tell the reason that Israel has this feeling of security and prosperity. It lists a high birth rate of 2.65, higher than all advanced countries, a 14.5% growth in gross domestic product during 2008 to 2012 recession, giving it the highest economic growth rate of any OECD country, meaning the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development. Also, due to major gas and oil fines, Walter Russell Mead observes the promised land, from a natural resources point of view, could be, inch for inch, the most valuable and energy-rich country anywhere in the world. And finally, with Syria and Egypt consumed by internal problems, the existential threat they once posed to Israel has, for the moment, nearly disappeared. Thanks to innovative tactics, terror attacks have been nearly eliminated. The IDF has outstanding human resources and stands at the forefront of military technologies. And Israeli society has proven its readiness to fight a protracted conflict. Mr. Inbar, a strategist, concludes that the power differential between Israel and its Arab neighbors is continuously growing. For the rest of the reasons... That Daniel gives for Israel's prosperity and security, see his full article listed on the Bible Magazine website. The conflict surrounding Israel is weakening its neighbors. Sunni Muslims are being pitted against Shia Muslims in civil war. And as Daniel Pipe stated, the existential threat they once posed to Israel has for the moment nearly disappeared. Often, political turmoil, such as we have seen in Egypt, Syria, Turkey, and other places, can break up the calcified attitude of nations, along with decade-long stalemates that have developed and provide, albeit through rather tumultuous interim periods, the necessary pieces to bring about the purpose of God. Consider the breakup of the Berlin Wall in 1989 and the fall of the Soviet Union. It led to the reunification of Germany and, consequently, the reemergence of the beast in its European Union phase. Through the ongoing turmoil, resource exploration, and weakening of the surrounding nations, the picture of Ezekiel 38 is coming into focus. We pray for the intervention of Almighty God, when the great Russian host will be broken on the mountains of Israel, and Israel will be saved from their enemies, and the kingdom of God will be established, centered in Jerusalem. May that day come soon. Tune in next week for another edition of The Bible in the News.